0: everyone, I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Kubota, celebrating 50 years of helping people get the job done right with versatile, durable equipment. Kubota, together we do more. So where are we off to today, Karen?
1: I am heading to Fargo, North Dakota.
0: What's happening in Fargo, North Dakota?
1: Well, I will be in Prosper, North Dakota at Peterson Farm Seeds with one of our agronomy groups on Tuesday. So I'm just heading that
0: way. So it's just a one stop and then circling back home?
1: Uh, Nope. I'm going to go to Mora, Minnesota on on Wednesday, and then I'll head home after that. We do have another meeting in northern Iowa on Thursday, but I have some... uh, medical appointments for one of my kids that I need to be at. So John's yeah. going
0: to handle Thursday. So, yeah. The juggling life. So what are you seeing? Yeah. T- tell me, tell me what you're seeing. What, what are you talking well, to farmers was, about?
1: There was a big deal about how much rain came through Illinois the last few days and it's raining on me now, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of central Illinois that did not get any of that rain. Um, I saw somewhere in Northwest, I'm not sure if it was on the Illinois side or Wisconsin or Iowa had like some 11, some inches or something, and we had nothing. And the heat wow. indexes were all over like 100 degrees. Of course, it was our county fair, so he knew that was going to happen. But
0: I would say here in West Central Illinois, the Mondays, yesterday, Sunday morning, we got some rain. Um, this morning, we got a rain shower, but I cannot tell you how much we got because my darn rain gauge keeps blowing away it's a uh, problem i'm having
1: well i would so, suggest to you a davis weather link weather station <laughs> that's what yes. i have it's secured to my back fence and then i can just check it on my phone
0: that's been a topic in our family a topic of discussion for about a year now um it's it's possible you know just Every time I look out on the back deck to see how much rain we've got, nope, rain gauge isn't there. So that's a problem. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and you might, there are some, um, with a Davis weather link, you can put yours out there so anybody can see it. So you can go check and see if there's any in your area and you can watch those.
0: Hmm. I'll have to do that. Yeah. There's so one, like, what else?
1: Outside of town, I always check mine's there just to see how much difference it is. <laughs> So do you have to have the app yes okay so if you get the app then you can see um the ones in your area i can check okay. it on my app sometime when i'm not driving
0: so remind me what the name of it is again
1: mine is a davis instruments weatherling okay
0: so for all you weather nerds out there which includes me Davis Weatherly, go download the app. I do do have five different weather apps and someone the other day asked me what was my favorite app on my phone. I said my weather apps because I have like five or six of them. And for fun, I'll just go compare each app to see how different they are or to see how close they are. And that's how I feel my boredom nowadays. I don't know if that makes me old or not, but that's how I like to pass the time is to compare my weather apps.
1: You can also, there's one um, that is based on, I want to get the name right here. Let me see. There's one called Rain pocket rain gauge, um, which mm. is through Agribull. And it was developed by Bill Northcott, who is a University of Illinois graduate. Um, and he is, uh, so it models stuff. And so it'll give you an idea of where, what the rainfall is right where you're standing. So you can always hit that app and see too.
0: I know we're talking about rainfall, um, which is probably the devil to others because they're, well, it's not the devil. I suppose they really want it, but it's a hard topic of discussion because there's many areas in the country right now that are under drought. Have you heard much more about that topic?
1: I mean, it's always the haves and have-nots. I mean, it's a portion of Illinois that is severely needing some rain. You know, if you go south of Champaign, kind of east of springfield there's areas in there that haven't got much rain um and i you know it kind of switches throughout the season too i mean north dakota had been having um was pretty dry and with the wind up there that can have some issues but um always the have and have not so just because you get the rain if you don't get it at the right timing and that can be an issue too so
0: mm-hmm. and we still got a ways to go until harvest we definitely do so so let's dive the in. Time, so. That's what I was going to say. Let's dive into Karen's agronomy corner. Can you give uh-huh. us an update of what topics you are sharing with your clients?
1: Um, there's been a lot of foliar uh, fungicides that have been flown on or put on with ground rigs lately in the last week or two. I saw a helicopter out my back, uh, back deck, so I watched that for a little bit the other day. But so far, we haven't seen in most areas very much disease. And I know we were really concerned about the amount of inoculum we had for tar spot in our fields, but we just haven't quite had the weather for tar spot yet. Um, It doesn't appear to like the really hot temperatures, and so that was one good thing about the heat, but I mean there's obviously still time for it to come in and have some destruction, but um, I think that's the main thing people have been watching. It doesn't seem like we've had many bug issues either, although there have been pockets where the stink bugs and soybeans have been sprayed because they've been a little bit high. I saw some pictures from, I think it was Minnesota, that had some pretty high soybean populations going on in the fields. So it just kind of depends where you are.
0: Yeah. Like it always does. Everyone's different.
1: And every year is not the same. So we were really set up and worried about tar spot going into this year, and so far it hasn't been the issue that we saw last year. So last year was really prevalent for disease, so.
0: So what should growers be scouting their fields for right now? What should they be looking for?
1: Um, I know some are still in the pollination stage, so they'll still you know want to make sure and double check with that. Um, I had some questions on some different types of beetles in the corn. If you're pollinating and they are not clipping the silks within a half an inch and they're not disrupting pollination then they don't need to be sprayed for this crop you may consider spraying particularly corn rootworm beetles to kill them to just make sure they don't lay eggs for next year but you know whether they laid or not laid the eggs by the time you sprayed can always be kind of a guessing game but um but i had some questions on that uh I don't know, there's a lot of weed problems. There were some questions Mm. this past week, can I still spray Liberty in my soybeans? Well, you know, if you have flowers in your soybeans, you shouldn't be spraying Liberty. And I know some people have done it and not have issues, but there is a point where you spray it too late and you can cause some pod distortion. So you really wanna be careful and adhere to those labels um, just to make sure that you don't have any undue risk.
0: Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hay tools backed by a two year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. You talked about spraying earlier and last time we recorded I mentioned that we were going to spray fungicide with a drone. Yeah, how did that go? Um, yeah, so I thought I, I'd recap how that went. Um, very interesting experience. I didn't know what to expect. So when when they got there, they originally they were supposed to have two drones. One was um, not in service due to a part not being available. So they were down one drone. So we had one, um, if Anyone can go to my Twitter at kaylitchfield13. I believe that's my handle. My memory serving me right on this Monday morning. <laughs> and um, you can see the videos and photos that I posted. Um, not the most efficient process, I will say. But, keyword but, they are getting there. So the technology is constantly improving to make it more um convenient more efficient so we only got seven acres done with the drone um the tank only held two gallons so about every acre and a quarter i had to come back to the base refill go back up and so it did about seven or eight times um it was a lot more precise i will say that um and the rest of the acres are going, or have already been done with a plane. So we did, we did the areas that were closer to our neighbor. Um, and that way we could get more precise, but then everything else that's away, we did that with a plane. So like I said, it wasn't the most efficient thing. It was so cool though. And it was a little scary to look at. Like that thing looked evil. Like if it had eyes and a mouth, I'd be really scared of it. <laughs> So it, it was a cool experience to watch. I, I'd like to see it again. Li- I, I would like to see the technology get better. Um, the technician did say they're looking at a drone that's 10 gallons instead of two. Um, we did, well, we say we, I had no part in this. I observed the drone actually did break while we were doing it. Uh, the, one of the booms got caught in a, some weeds right next to the field and it snapped the bracket that was holding the boom to the drone. So after getting some zip ties and some duct tape, we uh, we again I had no part in this. I was just supervising. Um, got it back together, back in the air, and we started. Let's see, we started probably about eight thirty, and we were there until eleven. So that gives you a time frame of it too.
1: Well, I think it'll give some opportunities to get some field sprayed that might be smaller where larger rigs and airplanes can't get to. Yes. Um, So that'll, and and always with, you know, any kind of technology, you know, the newer, the better. Um, Everything usually gets better, although sometimes that's not true, but it'll be a good option for those who don't spend the money for their own ground rig, but want to have some more control than if they hire it out with an airplane, so.
0: Yes, we have wind farms. Uh, Yeah near where I live. And we talked about that with a technician. Um, That's an example of an area and just the precision of it too, getting those end rows better um, was talked about just an overall interesting experience. I'd do it again, but it's not efficient process yet. It's small, small. If we did all of those acres, I don't know how long it would have taken and that's what I was under the impression of but there in the field we were doing there's some valleys and when the technician said once he he couldn't do those valleys because once he lost sight of the drone then he had no control over it
1: so he was so that spraying was manually
0: well he mapped it out with it before we before we put the booms on it so he, the drone went and mapped out what it was supposed to spray came back put the put the boom arms on it put the uh side in the tank and then it, it went out and it did it automatically. He didn't okay. control it. Okay. But he's but, supposed to have
1: line of sight. So yeah, if it went down yes. into a valley, that would be a violation. If he couldn't see where it yes. was. So yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, I think it has some opportunity
1: that, in areas that have smaller fields too. Like Wisconsin has a lot of, you know, fields that are three, five, 10, 15, 20 acre fields that wouldn't really be feasible to get a ground rig or an airplane into.
0: So yeah. So it'll be interesting, like you said, as we go further. um, What what an experience, and I'm interested to see that technology gets newer and newer. He was already talking about what they have in store for next time. Um, It would have gone a lot faster, like I said, if we would have had the two drones. um, Well, that,
1: and I'm sure having an audience didn't help.
0: (laughs) 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 Things always go. Yeah, people
1: are watching. So.
0: I asked him. I said, "Do you mind if I film this?" He goes, "No, not at all." And he's probably thinking, "Oh gosh, darn it, I don't want to be on her camera." Well, that <laughs> that's that. that's, that's the day where
1: everything goes wrong is the day you're on camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So. Yeah. That that was. I thought I'd update everyone on how how that experience went. But now on to the next thing. Looking to harvest. Getting everything ready um it's already the second week of august it doesn't i'm looking possible. towards the fall no no it doesn't so that's the next step and i'm sure a lot of people have been thinking about that for quite a while i've seen combines in the sheds people looking them over getting things ready we have a tractor down so waiting to see when we can get that fixed and that tractor's our main workhorse okay um during harvest so that's uh that's up in the air so we'll see what happens it wouldn't be wouldn't be farming unless something happens that's out of your control right and with the supply
1: chain issues yeah getting parts can be kind of a nightmare at the moment so
0: yeah I know we're not the only ones in this bucket but can share the frustration of it yes So, anything else out there Karen that you're seeing just, Anything on Ag Twitter that I may have missed this week? Yeah, you know, there's a
1: lot of her- or a lot of water hemp that was not controlled, and so people should really consider if they have some pretty bad fields, and we have a good fall putting in some cereal rye to help control those weed seed populations. I know cover crops sometimes can be. I, I kind of joke you're either into cover crops, or you think those who are into cover crops are a cult. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's either usually all or nothing, but I think people really need to consider non-chemical controls for some of our weed situations because the herbicide resistance is not going to get any better. So if you Uh do have any escape fields, this would be a great time to try a cover crop to help lessen, particularly in those waterhound populations going into next year.
0: We we recorded a really good episode earlier this year, um, and part of our conversation was cover crops. Remind me of what her name was again. I'm totally blanking with Rick. Oh, Julie Hewitt? Yes. Yes. I encourage anyone, if you go to Girls Talk Ag on any podcasting platform, um, you can um, go back and listen to that episode. I learned so much. We did talk about cover crops. Um, Lots of good information in that episode, so just a plug for that. Yeah,
1: and there's a lot of good information, particularly on Twitter, um, for cover crops, for farmers who've tried them, some who, have you know, had... Catastrophes, but I kept going and figured out the issues. So, you know, definitely look to someone who's done cover crops to get some advice before jumping in full. And I, I've been telling our grower, you know, even if you have like a quarter of a field or a quarter of a field that has a really bad weed escape, you know, that's the perfect situation to try it. And there are some programs, particularly in, in Illinois, where the Illinois corn growers have a corporate partner where they're paying for um, so much for certain, for, uh, for, I can't say it now for cover crop areas, uh, both new and existing. And then there's also some coupons and I know there's some federal money also, um, for different types of conservation with cover crops. So definitely look into those programs. I think that's going to be a big push for the next farm bill is going to be basically these conservation payments for better practice or what the government considers to be better management practices. Um, so that's just, you know, something to dip your toe in and check it out on a small scale before you consider going widespread. But this would be a good time to try if you have any fields that have some waterhemp escapes.
0: So don't go big or go home. Don't go yeah if you don't know what you're doing. Well,
1: it takes a little bit higher or more intense management level to put cover crops into your system. So it's definitely something you want to educate yourself on. And... Um, with anything new I think it's always better to start small and learn and we do that whether it's something like cover crops or a brand new herbicide which we haven't really had a brand new one lately but um, anything like that you know it's good to take a small amount and learn what you can and instead of you know having catastrophe across your entire operation
0: yeah good point well I Let's see here. Is that (laughs) all in the Karen's Karen's agronomy corner?
1: (laughs) That I (laughs) that I've I've so named while I'm driving.
0: (laughs) Which you can follow Karen along because I'm sure she'll tweet about it.
1: I brought my plant press, so I am ready to get some IDC soybeans and dry those while I'm up in North Dakota and see what other fun things I can. I can probably find some kochia maybe some sugar beet leaves.
0: (laughs) What courses are you teaching this? coming school year. School is right around the corner.
1: It is. I have two weeks of meetings and then classes start. So I am teaching principles of agronomy and field crop scouting at Heartland Community College in Bloomington. And then I am teaching introduction to crop production, which is basically the same thing as principles of agronomy, but I'm teaching intro to crops at uh, Carl Sandburg College in Galesburg. Awesome. So I've been working on my syllabus and setting up some Um, field trips and whatnot. We look forward to Dennis Bowman from the University of Illinois. He's the precision ag specialist. He's going to both my classes and we're going to play with the drones and watch him do some demonstrations on that. He also has a robot that weeds. Uh, So we're going to have that. And um, we are going, thanks to your inspiration, we are going to at Heartland, we're going to go to the new Illinois Soybean Association office once it opens. And we're going to have a day learning about Checkoff dollars, commodity um, groups, and just what the Illinois Soybean Association is doing. So, thanks for that tip, tip.
0: Yes. For a possible field trip. Yes, you're welcome. Always happy to oblige, and I love soy from Illinois. <laughs> yes. So,
1: <laughs> I uh, texted after I talked to you. I texted the Commander-in-Chief or Chairman of the Board, Mr. Yes. Patrick. And he got me with um, some of the staff, and we got everything worked out. So that's
0: awesome. Farming demands well built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hay tools backed by a two year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. I suppose this would be a good transition to share my news then. Yes. You think, is that what you're leading on to? I was, but
1: I wasn't (laughs) sure if you wanted to share it. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. Um, well, it's, it's exciting news to share that I'll be starting a position with the Illinois soybean association in September. So I'll be working on the all female dream team agronomy team. Um, (laughs) Yes. I'm super pumped. Um, Getting back to the row crop side, um, learning more about soybeans, and I'll be doing communications and outreach, um, working with some amazing, amazing agronomists. I'm super excited to to do that. So what does all that mean? I'll still be podcasting. You're not getting rid of me. Um, I told Karen now I could compete with her for Karen's Agronomy Corner. Maybe I'll know more of what she's talking about. <laughs> Still learning, and but I'm also 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 be doing consulting work with Colleen Callahan Consultancy. So um, I'm having to unfortunately um, press pause or um, on my freelance videography side, which you know is bittersweet. Um, but that chapter is coming to a close. So I'll be working with Illinois Soybean um, Team come September, but then also still doing podcasting. And consulting with Colleen Callahan Consultancy, which then I'll transition again to say, this is a shameless plug, um, Colleen Callahan Consultancy, we are launching a new podcast on August 22nd called The Rule Reveal. Um, I'll have more information on my social media channels. Um, We're we're just sharing stories from rural America that we think people should hear on various topics. Um, My first episode I recorded was with Carrie Patel. I don't know karen if you've met carrier have heard of carrier follow her on twitter but she was in a horrific car accident about 12 years ago It'll be 12 years in december um so more like 11 and a half years ago um by a she was involved in a car accident with a drunk driver um so we we talk about her experience um her recovery and then we also talk about the issue of um, impaired and reckless driving in rural areas. So it's the goal with each of these episodes is to reveal something, reveal someone's story, reveal a topic, reveal an issue, and, and, and put it out there into the world. So I'm super excited for it to launch. Um, like I said, August 22nd, it'll be on all podcasting platforms. So Karen, I've got a lot going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you have three podcasts, correct?
0: Let's see this one, the rule reveal. Oh yes, and then the AgCom network, the above the fold. Yes, yeah. I do that for the um Ag Communicators Network Association. Yes. I'm working on that as well. So I'm doing That's what I love, like truly. This straight. is I love I <laughs> I love podcasting. I love audio creative storytelling. I'm really excited to do that with the Illinois Soybean Association, help on that side of it as well and communicate what the amazing work the agronomy team's doing and sharing that, um, with the world. So hashtag stay tuned folks. Yes.
1: And if you haven't checked out everything that the Illinois soybean association has been doing, they have really restructured a lot and launched some new programs. They yeah. um, have great agronomists. Um, one of them, which would be well known on Twitter would be Stephanie Porter. Yes. But they also have Deanna Burkhart and, um, all led by Abigail Peterson and Jennifer. I, is it Jennifer Jones now? Yeah, Jennifer Jones. Call her by her her maiden, so I always have to pause and think. Wait, which is her married name and which is her maiden name? Yes. So and, and I hope I didn't forget anyone. But, and Megan Miller, yeah, Megan Miller. So yes, it's a great group. It'll be really interesting to see everything they have in store. So definitely yeah. check out the field days that they have set up and watch for what they have going on.
0: Yeah, I've always sure loved Cassie soybeans. Yeah. I've always loved soybeans. Like it's a weird obsession. Maybe I love photographing them. And, um, uh, okay. and when someone, when someone always asks me, do you prefer to, when I, when I'm in the combine and fall, do you prefer corn or soybeans? I always say soybeans and I feel like everyone's up for corn. I like soybeans I say slower. People say corn. Yep. Yeah. It's slower. Um, I don't know. I feel like I can relax more when I'm doing soybeans. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but it's, uh, it's all coming together, so Good. super excited. All right, so as we shut this episode down, anything you want to share last minute?
1: Um, I can't think of anything off. Maybe a shout-out to Farman88, Megan Dwyer. She was in a really bad car mm. accident last week, and she's well on the way to recovery, but it'll be a while. So just send some well wishes Megan's way.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And be safe
0: out there. <laughs> yeah. If you if you have any questions for us, you can message us, Girls Talk Ag, Facebook, Twitter. And I should also mention this episode today was sponsored by Kubota, which your brother, did you say, works for Kubota?
1: Yeah, my older brother works for Kubota.
0: So, so thank you to Kubota for sponsoring Girls Talk Ag and the Global Ag Network. Really appreciate your partnership. All right. Well, safe travels. Keep us updated on what you're seeing along your road trip and safe travels. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. Thank you. Bye.